Hello, thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. We hope that you will be inspired, motivated, and encouraged by today's message. Let's listen in on the exciting speaker for today's encouraging words. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. We worship you on today. Hosanna, Hosanna. We worship you on today. Lord, thank you for your salvation. They were saying, save me, but we can say thank you for your salvation. They didn't know what the the lamb was walking through to be prepared for his slaughter. And that slaughter and that blood was the salvation of the world. He tore, he said, well, he tore the curtain. We don't need anybody to go before the throne for us anymore because Jesus paid the price. He made He made our Father God accessible to each and every one of us. He said, whoever will, let them come. We can go before our Father because the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness has made each and every one of us worthy of the blessings of God. Hallelujah on today. Just like Pastor said, we need to be just full of joy today. Just bursting with joy in the love of God. Because this is a prelude to what we all are here about. Hallelujah for God today. Hallelujah for our Father and for His Son. Glory to God. I'm excited today about the Lord. I'm excited about His Word on today. I'm excited because I have my uh, matriarch of our family here today, my Aunt Irene, and I have my Aunt Dorothy here, my mother here, to just share in the worship of the Word of God on today. It's a blessing. That is a blessing, y'all. So many of us don't have the elders of our family anymore. Our mothers and fathers have passed on. Our great aunts and great uncles, some of us have never known. I am so privileged to have known my greats and still have them here to share in their wisdom and love. And the foundation that was set by our elders was love, especially in my family. I am so grateful. They have set such a beautiful foundation of unity and love for one another that we can carry on and we will carry on in the precious name of Jesus. I am going to speak to you all today from uh, 2 Timothy. Today being Palm Sunday, um, I was like, Lord... Where do I go? He's like, you go where I told you to go. (laughs) I was trying to, you know, get a Palm Sunday message. But this is a Palm Sunday message because it came from the word of God. So, amen. I'm going to start from uh, 2 Timothy, the second chapter, verse 20. And it reads, 
Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and the doers of his word. Now, when I read this, this particular scripture and text, it all jumped out to me, you know, about the honorable vessel and the dishonorable vessel. He said that in the great house, there are both of these vessels and uh, uh, the various vessels that are used in the great house. And it was just interesting to me. And it all goes back to the providence of God. He's the creator. He knows why he made us and how he made us. And it's all for his glory. Amen. Amen. Now, the text speaks again of various vessels that are used in a great house. Some are made of gold and silver, which would be the most valuable and desirable vessels that would be well maintained. I say displayed with pride, used only on special occasions, and only certain people would have access to those vessels. Uh, and then there are the vessels made of wood and clay that are have a more common use that are set up for everyday activities that could be uh, easily lost, broken, or replaced. Teach us. Uh, they're not set apart. They're not holy. But they are still vessels in the house of God. Now, Paul used this analogy of a great house, which is the kingdom of God and the vessels are the people of God. And he's telling Timothy to focus on being an honorable vessel. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to focus on today. He said how to become an honorable vessel. Let me read uh, verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, and ready for every good work. Now, he also told Timothy that to become an honorable vessel, there are things that you have to uh, get rid of. He said in 22, so flee youthful passion and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those call on the Call on the Lord from a pure heart. So the first thing that he told Timothy was what? Flee youthful passions. First John 2.16 Because all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. 
and it is not of the Father, but of the world. And the lust of the world is tempting to us 24 hours a day. He told us to flee. He told Timothy to flee. And, he's, and I'm telling you all today to flee. So it didn't say to, to uh, resist. It didn't say to strive. It didn't say to wrestle with. It said to run. Turn around and flee from these lusts that are trying to draw you away from God and draw you into the traps of the devil. If you remember back in the book of Matthew, Jesus Christ was tempted by the devil with those same three lusts. And what did he do? He overcame that. And the devil had to flee. So because he overcame it for us already, you don't have to wrestle with it is what I'm telling you. You can turn away from it and you don't have to be bothered with it because Jesus has already conquered the lust of the flesh, yes. the lust of the eye, yes. and the pride of life. Amen. And he has given us the tools in his word to show us how to resist, turn away, and overcome. Amen? Amen. 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 So he told Timothy, flee from the youthful passions. But see, you ain't really, you don't have to be a youth anymore to have these passions and these lusts. Us old folks have the same thing. We are tempted with those same desires and temptations. Just look around us in the world today. All the things going on the social media. Like I said, it's, it's bright lights 24 hours a day to draw you away from the word of God. But God is never changing. He still has that still small voice that's supposed to be through the Holy Spirit that's planted in our hearts. He's inside of us. See, the, the world and the devil is on the outside, but Jesus is on the inside. See, we're talking about in the house of faith. We ain't talking about people in the world. We're talking about us, those that are already saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we do not have to adhere or be drawn away by the world. Amen. Amen. So I also had another scripture, this Romans 13 and 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. But again, like I said, we are children of the most high God. So if we Again, allow the Holy Spirit to just come over us. Get in that word. God, what do you say about this thing? Lord, I don't want to be consumed with this, these, these temptations that's calling me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to his word. And that's, how, that's, that's our weapon, as Marvin said. Mm -hmm. That is our weapon. It's the word of God. It said it is able to bring down, tear down strongholds in your life. The word of God. It's powerful. It's alive. The word of God is living, y'all. The Holy Spirit and his truth are alive and well in us today. Now, he also told us the way to become an honorable vessel 
in this great house of God is avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife, anger, and strife, which is anger and bitter disagreements. Timothy 2, 24 and 20, 24 through 26 tells us if as saints of God, if we don't avoid this bitterness and strife and anger and these disputes and backbiting and nitpicking amongst each other in the body of Christ. Bring down, turn down, throw Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start at 23. It says, having nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies, you know that breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, Correcting his opponent with gentleness. These are the spiritual attributes of God that makes us useful for him in the body of Christ. He said, and once we have these spiritual attributes, God may perhaps grant those people that oppose you, may grant them repentance leading to knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So now, if God, God wants to use us to be a light unto the world, but if we act just like the world, how are we going to light? How are we going to be a light to somebody? How am I going to tell you to turn away from this and, you know, God will bring you out of this and deliver you from that if I'm doing the same thing? God said he needs an honorable vessel that he can use. That he can use to show the power of God, the sovereignty of God, and the love of God. We can't be quarreling amongst each other, gossiping about each other. And just, like I said, doing the opposite of what the Holy Spirit has called us to do in the body of Christ. We're talking about an honorable vessel, y'all. Yes. And so, becoming this honorable vessel, we will be refined like pure gold and silver. That's what the honorable vessel is, is in this scenario. He said that is a, a vessel of pure gold and silver. But to be pure, we have to be purified, don't we? How are we going to get purified, John? Through the Holy Spirit and God. God does the purifying. Because if we could purify ourselves, we would. But see, God has to put us in the fire. And the fire don't feel good. The fire is those trials and tribulations that come to make you strong. Those trials and tribulations to come and break you from all that ugliness. And all that pride and all those things that oppose what the Holy Spirit tells us that we should be in Christ. You got to be tried. You got to go through something to be refined. He said it burns off all the dross. That dross is all the impure things that God has no use for. All those impure things that God does not want his saints to uh, continue to possess. 
He said he wants you to be refined as pure gold and pure silver. Something that he can use and be proud of and display. Something that can be tried and true. Something that can go through something and still remain and still keep his form and keep his shape. And keep what God has told you to be. He can't send you into the fire as a piece of clay or a piece of wood because you're going to get burned up. You have to have some strength. You have to have some strength, some character, some power, some endurance. And see that pure gold, baby, that's what, when you put it in the fire, it just gets stronger and stronger and better and better. And more refined. That's the honorable vessel that God is calling us to be. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He said, pursue righteousness. Put on the new regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image. In the righteous and holiness of the truth. The Bible says, if we claim to be led by the Holy Spirit, we will walk by the Spirit. And we will have that personal integrity, that God characteristics, the God moral standards. Like I said, if you are walking with the Holy Spirit, then you are in opposition to the world. Because it tells you in the Bible, the spirit don't want nothing to do with the world and the world don't want nothing to do with the spirit. We are a peculiar people. We have a hope that's set in us through, the, through Jesus Christ, for him dying on the cross, through his Holy Spirit, by faith. That's something that the world has, nothing, has no knowledge of. They can't even begin to understand that. That's a special gift from God to us. The world doesn't have it. So you wonder why, you know, they're out here Laughing at the, the saints of God. It was a song that said, uh, try Jesus, but don't try me. They, they, they don't care nothing about taking you out, putting you down, cussing you out, and doing anything to hurt and harm you. Because they don't have any, the love of Christ is not in them. They have no regard for life. They don't even know what love is. They say you, they love you, but they'll rob you, turn you out, beat you up, and may kill you. How many, you look on the news today. How many of these baby daddies have we heard about that have murdered their wife and children? What is that? That is the devil. That is the spirit of hate and evilness. Every adverse spirit that dwells in this world is so prevalent out there today. Just like Pastor said, the it's a harvest out there, y'all. It's some hurting people out there right. waiting for us yes. to be those vessels of silver and gold that can come and that can go out here and minister to the world and be that shining light and bring them in. That's what God is wanting from us. Amen. Faith. Let's go to Hebrew. Uh, Paul spoke of how many things did he tell Timothy 
that he needs to put on to be a to be a vessel of honor. He said love, faith, and peace, right? So we're going to talk about faith. And we're going to go to Hebrews, the book of faith. The big the book that speaks of faith, Hebrews 11. It says, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for." And I, it says the conviction of things not seen, but the, the scripture that I learned was by faith is the uh, things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then it goes on to tell you uh, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. I should have put it. By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning the events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he, that he was to receive an inheritance. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who, was, who had promised. It's faith that God is asking us to live by. He said we are saved by grace through faith, which is a free gift of God, not by works so no man can boast. So you can't work your way to heaven. But he said, if you truly love me and you have faith in me, you're going to work because of the love that you have for me. You're going to want to be transformed and renewed by the renewing of your mind that you will walk in the purposes that I have prepared for you. That is by faith, not working your way to heaven. But wanting to do a good work that God has prepared for you because you are his child. Amen. Amen. And so then I went to Hebrews uh, 12. It says, uh, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which so easily besets us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. 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 It's by faith. It's by faith that we are counted righteous to God. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, John. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jehovah God. Amen. And so the next... Uh, the next attribute that God that I have on the list here is love. Amen. And we go on to 
1 John 2 and 5 for that scripture because we all say that we love the Lord. But the, the Bible says, but whoever keeps my word in him truly love, truly the love of God is perfected in them. So see, you, uh, uh, Venus said this, said a, a comment online once one night, and she said, are you just giving lip service? Or are you truly, you know, having a changed heart mm -hmm. and truly uh, wanting to perform those things that you speak of? You know, so we all talk about how we love the Lord and how, you know, the love of God is in us. But he said, if the love of God is in you, then you will obey my commands. He said, if you don't obey my commands, you don't really love me. You're just giving me lip service. You're just saying something. He said, I want some action. Love is an action word, a verb. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants you to walk in a manner of love. He said, how is the world going to, the disciples asked him, how is the world going to know us from them? And he said, and, and Jesus told them, by the way, that we show love towards one another. That's what differentiates us from the people in the world, as I was talking about before. And <laughs> people will look at you crazy. Like Marvin was saying, when you use that, the, the, when you use love. And it is a weapon of our warfare. It really is. Because I had an encounter just yesterday about that. And I was going into the store and I was returning this meat. <laughs> I'm good for returning stuff, y'all. And so I went up to the lady and, you know, I went up to the counter and the lady was sitting there. And so when I came up, she looked and looked away. So then another lady came on the other side. She got up and walked on to the other side and started taking care of that lady. So I'm looking. She never did pay me any attention. So finally I said, can I get some help? She told me, the return counter is right here. Okay, I'm gonna walk around this. <laughs> right, take five steps and now I'm in front of here. <laughs> See, I'm just like, really? <laughs> and you know, just had that toot on me, so. And at first I was like, oh, so you was just going to let me stay in there all day without, I didn't know what you wanted, she said. <laughs> I said, okay. So we did our business or whatever. And I had to go do, go here, go there, come back. So I came back. And so by the time I left and come back, of course, the Holy Spirit didn't talk to me. Okay. Now, uh, how are you going to uh, void that energy? Because you're not going to take that out of here with you. Uh-uh. You're going to cover that hate with love. Amen. So I walked back up to the counter and did my business. And I said, you know what? Before I leave here, let's just kill all that foolishness. I said, if we can't respect one another, who's going to respect us? Amen. I said, you know, God bless you. I said, if I offended you in any way, I was like, what? that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I 
felt good. Amen. Because I was obedient and like I said, I covered that hate with love. I apologized to her. And I blessed her. God said, don't curse, bless those that despitefully use you or offend you or whatever. Bless them. And I skipped on up out of there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise yes. I'm telling you. <laughs> It said, um, there is a scripture in uh, Corinthians that I used to always recite, but it says that, uh, again, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are powerful and, and bringing down strongholds. And it said, uh, cast down uh, all vain imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God uh, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. See, I had to bring it to captivity, those ugly negative thoughts, and say, no, Jesus, now you give me something better to, cut, to, to think on. If he said, if, and, and Philippians said, if it's anything good and of a good report, think on that. Stop thinking on negativity. Stop being so quickly offended. His offense is going to come. We are children of God. The devil going to throw everything at us to try to make us fall and be unbecoming of the glory and love of God. Yeah. He doesn't want us to reflect that. He doesn't like us. He wants to see all of us destroyed. That's his job. Didn't know what the Bible said? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we, he can't do, he really, he has to get permission. He can't do nothing to us but put up little deceptions. He can't really harm us or take us out. Right. He can only deceive you with a thought. But he can't touch you without permission from God. That's right. We are covered. We have been set free yes. from the power of sin and death. Yes. We better get a hold of this, saints. I'm talking about honorable vessels. Strong of good being able to be used by Christ. Not just sitting in the pews. What did the pastor say today? God wants us to be useful to him. Why come to church every Sunday? Why go to church for the rest of your life and you and you never get the power, grasp the power that God has given us? Come on, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's my time now? See, I say I always be like, <laughs> I don't have enough. Then the pastor be like, five minutes. <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. And so then we come to peace. Proverbs 3 and 1. My son, do not forget my laws, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Mm. Make your request known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and the peace 
of God that passes all understanding, he said, will guard your heart and mind. We got a guard for us, y'all. And it's called peace. All you have to do is pray. He said, you don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be scared. He said, make your request known. But what do we want to do? I can handle this, God. Don't. I'll come to you when I can't, can't handle it. But right now, I'm good. No. <laughs> In everything, God wants you to come to him. When you wake up in the morning, he wants you to open your eyes, you know, talking with him, praying to him, consulting with him, asking for blessings and coverings from him. And some people think, well, it's ridiculous. Look, depend, if just like you have a love relationship with your husband and your significant other, why can't you have that same love relationship with our Father God? He will, he's, what did my girl sing? He's a lighter to your path than a, a lamp to your feet. He will lead us and guide us. Moment by moment. And his peace will satiate us from the head to our toes in all the situations that we go through. And my last sister, uh, <laughs> oh, my sister Stephanie, she can be a testimony. Want to give you peace, Stephanie? Just say amen. God will give you peace. I don't care what you're going through. Me and her talk, and she talk about the peace of God, and it just does my heart well. Yes, 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 yes. When I'm going through something and talk to somebody and tell them how peaceful God has led me through this thing. Yeah, sometimes we start out a little, you know, foggy. We, that's the human, the flesh. Because even though God has given us his spirit, we still have to deal with this flesh. So, you know, you have to build that spirit man to become stronger than that flesh. The flesh going to rise up. Sure it is. But we can overpower the flesh (laughs) by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So I'm going to wrap this thing up, (laughs) y'all. And Paul tells Timothy to do these things along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Paul is telling Timothy about the people that he should associate himself with. The type of people uh, that we need to, that we need with uh, like-minded, that maintain a lifestyle of seeking Jesus and his truth. People that are intentional about growing and strengthening their relationship with God. That will help us grow and strengthen our relationship with God. And by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, we're asking you or I'm asking you to guard those good deposits entrusted to you. God has given us gifts and talents. Guard those gifts and talents that have been entrusted to you. Because you are honorable vessels that can be used by God. Amen? Amen. Fight the good fight of faith. And Paul tells Timothy, be strengthened by the grace that's 
in Christ Jesus. Entrust the gospel of Jesus Christ to faithful men who will be able to teach others. Share in the suffering as a good soldier in Christ, not entangled with the cares of this world, but focused on your mission to be righteous and pleasing to God and his purpose for your life. Following and obeying God's precepts and commands until we finish this race and receive our crown of glory and the robe of righteousness in Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the time that we open the doors of the church. Anybody who would like to first come to Christ and be part of this fellowship, this is the time. We ask that you come forward and let us know that you want to be part of Walking Truth. Amen. Or you can do it after. It doesn't make a difference. You don't have to come on camera, but if you want to become part of Walking Truth, all you have to do is come forward and let us know. Amen. Amen. For time and strength, we're not going to leave it open long, but it's always open. Just come up to a member afterwards. Amen. We want to thank you guys listening around the world that came to uh, listen to our broadcast today. We always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and be at peace. And we always want you to remember what? Walking Walk true. true. Amen. Amen. If you do not have a place of worship, please consider Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church your home. We are safe place to worship, supporting the edification of the body with all of its gifts. Sound biblical teaching is at the center of our worship as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Sharing the fruit of the Spirit and moving forward in faith through serving our community is our privilege and pleasure. Please feel free to contact the ministry at 636-344-0539 or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. Thank you for your consideration, be blessed, encouraged and walk in the truth of the Lord.